Admit all. So how do I see everyone together? You sound like my dad. He's been on to me around the clock asking, oh, there's people in. Oh, <laughs> Hello. Hey, guys. How are you? We were just having like admin chat. I was like, how do I see everybody at once? <laughs> sound like my dad. I swear I haven't been using Zoom for literally weeks now at this point. No, like, I'm not sick of it. In the waiting, when I was sitting in the waiting room, it actually felt like I was in a pub waiting for a date. You know that feeling when you're waiting? I was in the waiting room being like, when is my date going to arrive? Well, think we felt exactly the same, <laughs> like, same thing. It's like when you're sitting there and you're like, oh God, is that them? Is that them? Will I like, oh my God, will I, will I wave? Will I wave? Uh, actually, I find this weirder than like, not that we ever come out on stage, but you know what I mean? Like it's weirder just waiting on zoom god i thought i was gonna shit myself for a second i know because it kind of gets you get, get like taken into this other world where you're like suddenly like you're in your house and then boom here's those people <laughs> i was having a major uh i haven't worn makeup in so long that i was having like a major like makeup i think i haven't put on makeup in so long that my mascara went out of date and it went into my eye and my eye was streaming and Rose texting me and calling me being like, five minutes, Jane, five minutes. Will I go in first? Will you go in first? And I was freaking out. So if I start tearing up, that's, that's my story. Jane came in first this time because the last time we did this, she left me by herself and I didn't know she was waiting room. So I was just like, hello. <laughs> it's literally just me. That was so shady of you to do. She did it on purpose. Oh, she's just muted Maeve there, Jane. I didn't do that. I muted myself because I know Maeve stopped talking. <laughs> she muted herself again. Um, well, you know the way, I don't know if you can do it on Zoom, but on Google Hangouts in work, I always just stalk the Hangout right before I go on to see who's in it. Well, because if you go on and there's a client in there. <clears throat> well, or just a meeting and I'm like, oh God, who's in it? And I'm like, oh, I'll wait two more minutes till a better crew comes on or whatever. Fashionably late. Or if one person's in there, I'm like, I'm not coming on now. There's so much etiquette we have to like try and figure out now. No, and I just got life, the hang of life, like. Huh? Anyway, look, we're talking shite. How's everyone? What? Are you expecting a response? <laughs> well, muted. Some of them have their mics on. See, I'm very aware that I'm the host, and if I mute everyone, I mute you as well. Great. So hold on, bear with me, bear with me. Maeve said it's gassing familiar faces from the last Zoom pod. We couldn't hear you there for a second. Oh. Anyway, thanks for coming, lads. Thanks for coming. Jane's having an Aperol spritz. This might, this might seem normal, but this is very, like Jane having an Aperol spritz is like, I don't know, it's very strange. I, I don't get it. I, I never got Aperol spritz. I didn't understand it. The gals are mad for them, and by the gals, I mean like row. And um, I don't know, I had one the other day and I've been turned. Claude said, lads, what the fuck is Aperol? What? Hold on, I have a bottle of it. Aperol is like uh, an Italian, like, I want to say like... That's Aperol. Yeah, it's like, uh, is it a liqueur? Aperitivo, isn't it? Yeah, and you mix it with Prosecco and put ice in it and it's quite delicious. It, so Louise said it's horrible. It is horrible by itself, but with the Prosecco and soda, it's... Jesus, it's the basic bitch drink of 2020, really, isn't oh it? Oh my God, that would take the head off you. Andrea really? made this. Leave it to the Italian to make the Aperol. It's like, 
rocket fuel. Most people are saying it's rotten. I but that see, I used to think that about gin and tonic. Like if if you all cast your memory back to when well, my ma used to drink Gordon's gin, and I remember tasting it like when I was probably like early twenties, and I was like, nah! and now like now I hate gin again because I drank too much of it. Yeah, I've I can't, I haven't drank gin since I was like fourteen, and we'll go into Dunn's with a fake ID and get a big bottle of Kinsey gin and fucking drink it in a field or down the beach, mix a Powerade. <laughs> Jeez, Jay Kin, what the heck is Kinsey gin? Exactly, my point exactly. No, but I used to like, yeah, no, I gin and uh, gin and juice. <laughs> gin and orange juice, I'd say. Yeah. Everyone's saying it's overhyped and it's rotten. Jesus, lads, I can't believe this. It's why I love it. See, now this is where it, what my eye thing is happening. I apologize, I'm not prepared for this. Are you weeping? I'm weeping, just out of one eye, though. We're having chats with April there. Like, I mean, I can't believe it. It's the most refreshing summer drink well look here we are i think it tastes like book fast jane you're gonna be locked up that because you're not used to like spirity things no book fast did you say tastes like book fast no it doesn't do you remember the time me and you drank loads of book fast and uh kept uh blocking people's driveways with uh with road paraphernalia <laughs> like road signs and stuff <laughs> um in kalini no, in Bray, like like going way back. We were about 17. Oh, yeah. We thought of that. We had the night of our lives. Last bus home, got off at my estate. Thought it'd be fucking hilarious to get all the roadwork stuff and put it in front of people's driveways. Wow. What a, what a good... Teenagers are shit. But to be fair, um, Bookfast, it's, it's a fortified wine, isn't it? That's it. It's made by monks in Scotland. And it doesn't have like shitload of caffeine, is it? Mm-hmm. Thing about Bookfast is that like you get drunk, but like you also get insanely hyper. Yeah, it's I what I imagine drugs are like. I got a very, I got a very confident streak whenever I had Bookfast. I love how you say whenever I had it. What do you mean? Whenever I took it, you know. What else did you say? Drank it. 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 They called you a narc. Yeah, it's true. I am a narc. If I, actually, uh, we just did an episode yesterday with, we recorded it yesterday. I won't be out for a couple of weeks with the head of the Irish Psychedelic Society. And uh, it really opened my eyes as the narc that I am. It really opened my eyes to the power of psychedelics. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to go do mushrooms now, Jane? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Jane was, uh, Jane's a big narc. But the gas thing is about Jane that she always looks like she's on drugs because of her pupils. I don't know if you can see on the camera, but it's very, she has huge, look at the size of her pupils. She always has the, what is it, dilated? Is that what it is? Yeah. So she always looks like she's high, but in fact, she's not. When I was a teenager, friends' parents wouldn't let me hang out with them because they thought I was on drugs. But also like... At the time though, I did partake in hashish and El Soap Bar. Remember soap bar? Remember 20 spots? No. There was a smell of it when you burnt it. Oh, it was fucking horrendous. Pongs he used to make out of like Coke bottles. Does anyone remember them? No, it wasn't. No, no. You get a little bit of tinfoil. Oh, it was horrendous stuff. Jesse, Jesse remembers 10 spots. What's a 10 spot, Jane? Uh, it's just like different measurements of hash. So like a little thing of hash it was a 10 spot and then there's a 20 spot then there's a 50 spot. I was never a hash smoker. 
Uh, Shree, when, whenever you have a puff of one of my cigarettes, you your head fucking comes flying off. I gave you a vape not too long ago and you were hooked on it. That's not true. I, I like the flavour. For like oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. What's that? Cola. Love that. Give me one more, Jane. Give me one more. But if you're not a smoker, but that's the problem with weed or hash. I don't know the difference. Who's an arc now? But um, I find that when I smoke it, I like, like it goes straight to your head. Because I'm not even used to fucking nicotine. Like, No, yeah. No, to be fair. To be fair. Jeez, we've got on to drug chat pretty quick, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Have a Wednesday night. Have a Wednesday night. My midweek drink. I'm having a Wicklow Wolf. Nice. Rep and Bray. Rep and Bray. Gluten free. Remember the last live we did and I had regular normal beer? No. And I'm not meant to drink that, obviously. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Oh, she gets oh, And how do I get the chat box to be small on the screen? <laughs> it's all or nothing here for me. I'm either like full screen takeover chat or... What? Really? Yeah. Um... Drugs is on brand for me, you're right. I am an arc mave, yeah. Oh, I think Jane should totally be like, um, uh, like definitely a weed smoker. Look, lads, I have a weed gummy upstairs, but I just take it and see what happens. Yeah, are you not going to take the weed gummy at some point? Because I uh, did. Uh, my mate went to Colorado and brought back, it was actually very funny, she brought back weed gummies uh, in the bottom of like a normal Haribo packet. Um, and she brought them on the plane, like an open packet of Haribo put the gummies underneath mm-hmm. genius anyway you're only meant to have half at each and me and andrea had half and she was like we go for a walk we go for a walk and i was literally like this and um we went you for get a really anxious smoking it yeah and we went for a walk and i swear yeah. to god every young person i was like andrea there's youths there's youths we can't go near them there's youths thought they were gonna say something i was fucking going mad it's not, remember, not for me do you remember one time we had there was a a pipe of some sort going around um, a party I had in my house and you were like getting second the secondhand smoke and you were like I think I can handle it I think I can handle it again and you were like I'm having a great time and I was like Jane look you're, you're smoking weed and you're like I think I, I abruptly had to say out of nowhere it just hit me and I was like I have to go home now and I was trying not to make a big deal of it I was so paranoid that you guys would know that I was stoned off my face fucking I didn't even have any it was just in the it was this hot box and I went home and I had to just get into bed fully dressed and Andrea had to take my shoes off. It was always so, I found it always really embarrassing when we were like 16, 17 and everyone, like we hung around with a lot of weed smokers and I couldn't, like I would puke. So like the minute I even smelled it, I would start puking if I was drunk. You have to remember as well, like the weed that would be, go- that was going around when we were teenagers was like, horrendous. like it was hash. Like, like what was it mixed with? It was fucking awful. Like, yeah, but fair enough. Like, it's just because here we're smoking, like, fucking mad as shit. But then, like, in Canada, where it's regulated, um, you can pick out exactly which one you want for what kind of effect you want, which is real. See, Jane, you totally, you totally seem like you could be a stoner. Well, I mean, look, I support people's choices. Do whatever you want. Yeah. What are you looking for? Oh, do it on a podcast. Oh, do the gummy on a podcast. That would be funny. We have discussed having uh, getting very drunk on a podcast and just seeing what happens. We've done that many times. Mm. Um, okay, will we crack on with the uh, questions? What we're here for? Yeah, I thought we were going to talk about weed all night, to be honest. <laughs> um, also, I had to turn off gallery view because I felt just all these eyes looking at me and I was really conscious about, like, are people laughing? What's going on? Yeah, I, had to do I, was was I don't want to see your faces, but it was actually just so scary. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so we are doing our, our favourite the old chestnut agony ant episode. Don't know who we think we are that we are in any way uh, equipped to answer questions. However, though, I always find that when I have an like um, if I have a problem, like it's kind of just that age old thing of like talking to a mate though and getting a second opinion. Yeah, true, true. No, the thing is, is like we. I remember in the early days of doing this podcast, when I say early days, like a year ago, uh, we used to get like very specific scenarios. People would message us with really specific scenarios, mm. even if we weren't asking <laughs> and like just ask our opinion. And it always felt weird, but we would do shows then where we address these. And now people are really just kind of asking for vague advice about a specific topic, um, which is fine. But I'd love like a scenario. Jane, you never it's, wanted the scenarios before. You were like, it's too detailed. <laughs> some of them are too detailed, to be fair. Some of them are no, too I think we've got a really nice uh, range though this time. Yeah, thanks to everyone who sent in your questions. Um, obviously, it's anonymous. So if any of you are here, don't worry. Don't be name and shame. Also, <laughs> also, please like use the chat thing because um, someone in this, in this zoom <laughs> might also have personal experience that they can share or they can be like i have advice for this person and will let you take the stage yeah absolutely oh yeah. also i feel like just a bit of housekeeping you know this is being recorded right i feel like should we tell people like we absolutely have to like acknowledge that it's being recorded oh god yeah i didn't even think about that is that like <laughs> going against some sort of privacy violations well it's been, it's been recorded so we may or may not use it as an episode <laughs> we'll see how well it turns out <laughs> but just so you know but don't worry video is not going to go anywhere yeah no don't maybe worry. a cheeky instagram story but that's about it yeah yeah do you want to read out the first question do you have the first question there i do i do I said, thank god <laughs> see i thought you're always the the woman oh sorry i can get it up wait wait when are stupid, like, lad jokes like that going to not be funny? Like, we're 30. <laughs> it's ironic. Okay, hold on now. The friends as an adult, that one is a Jane, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, God, I'm all, like, trying to look through my screenshots here. I have it. I have it. I have it. Oh, we've all got the same time. Go on, go for okay. it. One lovely one, and we've touched on this before, but I think we actually got a few questions on the same topic, so we're just going to pick one. We're just going to pick one of them. But it's all kind of the same team. Any tips for making close friends as an adult? Have loads of acquaintances, but no besties. Oh, um, that's a lovely question. And I think that it's one of the hardest things because when you're a kid, you just like go up to someone and you're like, hey, want to be friends and you're friends. Yeah. And also me, we just recorded an episode about, um, it was kind of inspired by normal people like every other. Just like every other podcast this week. Every other podcast in Ireland has done an episode on normal people. But anyway, who cares? This is that life. But anyway, uh, and we're talking about how when you're in school, like you just have those friends and that's it. Um, and that's all you know. And you don't even really have, not, you do have a choice to a certain extent, but it's a very closed group. Like it's just where you live, where you go to school. And then as an adult, you start choosing your friends and it changes quite a bit. Um, but I definitely think like it's really brave. Like the word bravery feels like it's, a, 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 I think coming out right now because it's like, you have to be brave to, First of all, decide that you maybe are going to move on from a group of friends that isn't like necessarily 
right for you like so we all have had probably groups of friends years ago and we decide you know what I, like this isn't for me for whatever reason or maybe a singular friend whatever um and that takes a lot of bravery because in a lot of cases like some people might be like it's easy to have this group of friends you know and it's it, this is what's easy to do but maybe they're not the right the right friend yeah, for you. maybe they're not good for you so I think it's brave to be able to say, like, look, I want something different or I'm looking for my tribe. Um, I, I'll take one thing. I have issue. No, I don't have issue, but I don't really subscribe to the term bestie or having best friends. Can you always use the word best friend? Yeah, but I don't mean it specifically. Like, I mean, like my best friends. I'm not like, oh, I have one best friend. Rose is my best friend and we are best friends. You know, like. No, I never did that. Yeah, I, I don't think that you need, like, I'm very, but it goes back to what you're saying. I'm very lucky in that all the friends I have in my life right now are my best friends. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, isn't that great? You know, otherwise they wouldn't be in my life. Um, but to the question, I mean, how do you meet people who share the same interests as you? Yeah. Same as dating, I think. Put yourself out there. Yeah, well, I do think, again, it's, yeah, it's the bravery thing. So I feel like it's very easy um, to chat to people, whether it's through work. Well, for a lot of people, like, I mean, easy as in, like, you're in the situation where you might meet like-minded people, whether it's in work or whatever, through your gym or hobby or whatever, hobby you're doing, whatever. And I do feel like, how many times do I say whatever? But um, I do feel like it's, it's easy to meet people, but where the bravery and, like, the kind of overcoming element comes into place is when you actually have to take that next step which as Jane said, is very like dating. Like it's absolutely, I'd be really nervous to say to somebody, like even as simple as, do you remember like when you first start a new job or something and you have this like basic level with everybody, right? And you, you'll spot somebody that you're like, I'd get on with you, but how do I break through this like polite stage and like into friend stage? And it takes a lot of guts to be like, let's hang out. Can I, can I chime in Maeve? here Maeve are you okay with being chimed in is that a yeah because you guys are workmates this is perfect okay unmute yourself there sorry struggling hi Maeve um this is so lovely because how do you do that I just have to say that before I even started working in my job Maeve had already added me on LinkedIn <laughs> and was just you like you were from straight away you were like we're pals yeah but how did you like how like I just kind of went with it I was like oh maybe she minds me I'm <laughs> I was like, I've chosen you come and be my friend um I guess like so you replaced a girl in our company who so I suppose you replaced my other friend <laughs> <laughs> you replaced my other friend so well Jane so where Jane sits in the office like we're three floors apart and primarily that office would have been like a lot of lads um, and the girl Jane replaced, like I always felt she was so lovely, but we never became friends because like, you know, okay, so my, myself and Jane both smoke, no judgment, please. So, you know, we would have in the early stages of our, of our friendship gone for cigarettes together and then you get chatting and you kind of go through, I suppose, as you said, row light stage to the friend stage. Um, so the girl before you, I got on really well with her, but we were both just so busy and we were three floors apart that we never kind of became actual friends. And I always felt like, kind of bad for her that she was like down with the lads and that there was no kind of gals down there um so when Jane was starting I was like I just want to make a more conscious effort to make this person feel welcome and it turns out Jane is sound and we actually became friends but I was just going to be like kind of welcoming to whoever it was regardless but then yeah. we just absolutely hit it off and I was like don't ever leave me 
how did you two then transition from like you know chatting having a cup of coffee in the office canteen or whatever to like hanging out after work I don't know like there'd be some like work events on and Maeve would be like do you want to come to this thing with me okay yeah you um, know what actually your you guys's live podcast was one of the first kind of outside work things we did I think good ah. point you did right obviously we weren't really hanging out because you were doing your thing but like we came to support you I think that was kind of one of the first like I, I met Andrea and I met Rowan it was the first time I met your people and I think that was the kind of start of it but I can't really remember like let's go do things <laughs> that was so lovely um, I do think it is moving past that point of like it's really hard but like even as a, a 30 year old that it's like if someone was like do you want to come to like my 30th you know I mean? like there's always like or like someone I don't know an event that someone invites you to and you're like oh god well obviously like my first instinct and I think I'm quite a social person but like my first instinct if someone was like do you want to go to my 30th next week I'd be like oh no I don't want to go no I'm scared <laughs> like no, I could just not go and hang around with my other group of friends who I've known for years. That's much more comfortable. Well, I, I was in a similar situation in the last place I worked. Um, my friend Katie, like we knew, well, now she's one of my closest friends, but at the time, it's like, you know, when you kind of have like a friend, we've talked, I've talked about this on an episode, but when you have a friend crush on someone and you're like, oh, I like talking to you, but um, I, it was kind of open plan office. It was all weird. And it was just yeah. like, do you want to go to the cinema sometime or do you want to go get it was so I remember that I remember just being like oh my god this is the most difficult thing ever I remember this Jane because you were saying to me like can I ask her to go to the cinema or is this like weird and I'm like will she think because you also have to contend with the fact that you don't want like other women to think you're coming on to them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you were like, can I ask her to go to the cinema or whatever? I can't remember. You weren't freaking out, but you were just like, you know, I remember you were like, how do I navigate this friendship? But it's funny because since me and Katie have talked about it, we've talked about that whole scenario. We we're both kind of dancing around each other being like, do you want to hang out? Oh, I don't know. Um, and we were laughing and she was like, you know, sometimes I think like, what if we ended up, because we ended up going for food after work, which is a very like, like it was very a set plan. It wasn't like we're going to a, a work event together. And we went for food and she was like, imagine like we just did not get on like how awkward would that be because it's not even like a first date where you can kind of be like okay lovely to meet you I'm off it's like no I don't like you as a person to spend time with you <laughs> anyway when we go back to the question I feel like we're freaking people out how, so how to make friends now okay so obviously we both given work examples there so like this person for all we know could be like fucking working remotely or whatever um so like another way this one okay. said, what could be well sorry it's definitely working remotely like the rest of us but um like this is something my mom used to always say it was more so in in terms of meeting someone romantically but it's actually true like oh mothers are always true in the end aren't they she was like um you know you can meet people through your your clubs and societies and i was always like mom who's in any club who's in any society it's 2020 oh i heard the bridge girls but like for example, my I go I, I started a new gym last year and it's like a small kind of community gym as in there might be like ten people in a class. And they all make really great effort to do social things and I just don't go. Like they, I'm still not at that stage. Like they're going they went like for pizza one time and even now they still do like Zoom training sessions together and I'm like, no. But um that's like but that's another place you can actually just unfortunately it just takes like you have to talk to people. It's so stressful. Yeah, but also I think um yeah, I mean, be brave enough to just. I want to get a drink on that. Oh, on my own. 
Ladies, do you want to show them back in? Well, Jane, you have some really good comments there. Check them out. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks. Yeah, no, it's true. So a lot of people are saying the same thing. Work events, after work drinks. Uh, group really great. It's great when you do, like the work friends thing is brilliant. Like when you actually, you know, when you have that night out or whatever and you've, you've kind of broken the barrier, it's great. Like that is, like workmates really get you through the tough times at work as well. I know, um, they really do. But like, yeah, like if you're in a situation where you, you maybe don't work in an office with like-minded people and then also you're like not part of any, anything outside work like you don't have any other group activities like whether it's sports or other hobbies then like yeah actually you'll probably just have to to start something because you're not going to meet people it's the same way that like a lot of like people who are single like unfortunately you can't really it's hard, very hard to meet people unless you put yourself out there into those situations like to actually meet and then talk to people yeah um, but there's no doubt that it's scary it's scary and unfortunately there's no easy answer to this you just kind of have to put yourself out there but also know that like the other person just in the same as asking someone out on a date the other person is just another human and it's very unlikely like I can see how it happened in a romantic sense but it's very unlikely that if you feel like you're vibing with someone that they're not vibing too yeah like keep that in mind yeah unless they're just a very good liar and and you can suggest little things. I mean, it doesn't have to be as extreme as like, you know, do you want to go for dinner with me tomorrow night? But it could be as like, uh, often this, this, might, Jane, this might sound really basic, but like as simple as like, if you're walking home the same direction, like, or, oh, are you heading home? You know, that little things like that, like, or like if you're walking to your car. And again, I know this sounds really obvious, but just from my personal experience, when you've been those kind of like, if you're leaving the class and you're walking out to the car, yeah. you're having a chat at your car, you're getting into the car, like even just that little interaction that's outside of the actual hobby itself, I think actually builds that relationship. Uh, and then obviously getting their number or whatever and chatting on Instagram or, or, or crack is good. Um, Sally says it's always awkward uh, in the beginning, but definitely a thing you thank yourself for absolutely that's another one actually now okay i mean there's two strands to this question because it's like one where do you actually meet people you want to be friends with and two how do you approach them about being friends mm. if you already have someone in mind that you want to be friends with but you don't know how to approach them sliding into dms yeah. reply to the stories like their things yeah but if also yeah to straight up ask yeah absolutely what do you have to lose like at the end of the day like YOLO. Yeah. <laughs> Is that their own of? I think, we I think we just dissected the entire problem but didn't give any like proper advice. No, I did. I think we did. But also, I think to the members, like, you don't need that many friends. I, I, I found as I've gotten a bit older that my, my friend group, my close, close friend group is getting smaller and smaller but way more valuable than ever. Yeah. Like, it's Absolutely. smaller but just better. That's the only way I can describe it. Uh, this is really cute, but some people know each other in the comments. Let's all hang out when we're allowed. That's so that's lovely. Here. Oh, she's Rose. Well, oh. uh, that's lovely. Yeah, well, like the thing is that we when we've done live shows that like people genuinely seem to chat to each other as well, and that's a per like that is a perfect place to meet people because you can literally be like, oh, you like those two gobshites on stage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but isn't it in a very you're in a very nice position that you can pick and choose who you want to be in your circle it's a lovely yeah. thing i remember having a chat with Maeve about this not too long ago and uh she she was like you know i always wanted to be a grown-up now i'm paraphrasing you Maeve, but she always thought about when she had a, when she was a grown-up uh 
you know, you'd have a tribe, your tribe, and that she just kind of grew into it and the people that matter are now in her life. And I think they, you then attract the people that um, you need in your life as well, but that's getting a bit airy-fairy. Totally. And what, sorry, one more thing I want to say on the topic is that I definitely went through a, a period a few years ago where I was like terrified I was going to lose all my friends because she like, that they're going to leave the country, like, or whatever, because, I mean, that's also something that we need to acknowledge in Ireland is a very, very real thing that, like, a lot of people our age, like, mid to late 20s leave, um, and I remember being, like, you know, I could see with Dave that, like, a lot of his friends had emigrated and stuff, and, like, he was, like, Jesus, I just, I'm not really have much friends here, and then I was, like, I don't have much friends here, why are they leaving? Um, they all come back. Yeah, they do, but what I will say is that I definitely had, yeah, there was a period in time where two of my close friends left the country and I was like Jesus what am I going to do actually it's really amazing how you readjust then to a new like different you become closer to other people and it kind of just ends up working out do you know what I find that every time I'm like devastated about someone leaving the country within a week I forget who they are like yay no I'm joking what I mean is like it's like okay well they're gone like it's very sad saying goodbye and then it's like okay well they're there now so and you're not really sad about it anymore you readjust I think like and everything that like coronavirus has fucking told us is that we're actually so good at readjust at like coping with what's actually happening. Like we're very good at we're creatures of habit and we just get used to things. Yeah. True. Okay, we move on to the top next topic. Yeah, do you want to grab this one? I've lost my slipper under the table. <laughs> oh, you're you're revealing that you're uh, in pajamas. I'm not in pajamas, Jane. I'm in slippers. I'm in slippers all day long. Um okay. So okay. This one is, yeah, how to initiate intimacy with your living partner. So obviously the partner you live with during lockdown. It's been over a year. I presume that means it's been over a year since they've been intimate. So I guess we'll answer the first, the first part of the question first, which is intimacy during lockdown. I think we talked about this a little bit in a podcast, but um, like it's certainly a different type of riding in lockdown like I mean I don't know about you Jane but it's when you're literally living during this pandemic and living in each other's pockets all day long um it's definitely a different I find it's a the libido's different let's say I don't believe the hype of all these like covid babies oh god that sounds awful like uh you know what I mean uh lockdown babies maybe it's probably better um, I don't believe that at all. I think some people are riding loads. I, to be honest, have been riding much less in the past six weeks. I think because, yeah, you're in each other's pockets. Like it's it's, and also like it's a very stressful time. Like it, it really impacts yeah. you. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, look, you do you. I, I mean, I don't really have anything to say about that. You might be riding more. You might be riding less. You might be riding the exact same. I mean, whatever. I think the actual crux of this issue is that they haven't been intimate in a year. Um, which I will say, like, and we've said it before, there is no sorry, I just letting in someone there. There is no right or wrong amount to have sex with your partner. It's whatever works for both of you. Mm-hmm. Now, it's clearly an issue though, if she's writing into a podcast about it for, for you know, yeah and you're kind of keeping track of how long it's been and stuff yeah. yeah so I mean in that situation I would say you have to talk about it like if it's an issue for you you just if it's not an issue for you grant if it is an issue for you then I think you kind of just have to communicate yeah. 
I know what I would do in the situation, which is the wrong thing to do. And I would probably bring it up like jokingly, which is terrible. And I'd probably just be like, oh, Ryan wouldn't know what that is or something fucking stupid like that, right? And it would be this like tense thing like for ages rather but like what you probably should do is like, like look at, we have like acknowledged the issue or the problem or whatever and say like, we haven't been intimate in a, in a while. Would it suit you to chat about this soon? So give the person a bit of time to because it's, it's going to be an intense conversation like it's actually it's you know it's likely to be an intense conversation for both people so I think it's the hardest conversation you can have with a partner Maeve no Ro please no are you, are you saying no about me just like jokingly bringing up intense topics because that's literally my whole life Maeve <laughs> uh, Ro like talks through the dog when she's trying to say something serious oh my god yeah Maeve as a therapist you'll be like Roshi like you've got communication issues um but sometimes we talk to our dog. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's weird, guys. But look, weird shit happens in relationships, okay? <laughs> um, what was I about to say there? Well, I, I was just saying that you have to have, I think it has to be like an, an, an actual pre-arranged conversation. Yeah, but then that's a bit awkward, like, especially if you live together and it's like, and when would suit you to chat about this? Okay, I'll put you in for Tuesday too and then leave the room. But I get you. It needs to be something that you can have to think about and come back and sit and not because it also can be like an attack on 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 someone's particularly men masculinity um, or or it, like it can affect yeah it can affect you in so many ways. You can you can get defensive for sure. Um, and also like there's lots of different reasons why people don't have sex and like sometimes it could be that there's it could be as simple as like someone's on medication like you know antidepressants is one of the like major like really causes decreased libido so does like contraception like if you're on the pill if any of you've been on the pill or or they're like when i went on the pill i didn't it was so it's so like catch 22 you go on the pill or whatever other form of contraception like i had the coil as well in the same situation and you're like oh i actually don't even know what sex is anymore i don't care about it which is ridiculous because you're on contraception or so medication, even anxiety, like as I think Jane, you said earlier, when you're stressed, well, who wants to have sex when you're stressed? Like, you know, yeah. or anxious and now is a really anxious time. And then also there could be just underlying, like so many different things, like resent, like there could be like, you know, underlying resentment towards your partner that you don't even really, maybe even, it could have been something that happened a long time ago and you don't even know you're harboring that. There's lots, so many different reasons, but you have to kind of- Or you could just be bored. Yeah, but then, right, like what's your opinion on then if you're just bored and don't have sex with each other can that be like a relationship no but you can just be bored and or not okay bored is the wrong word but you could just be content with not having sex like you know like so so in that case try and make an effort to spice things up mm-hmm. or just be content with not having sex forever but like, no, I mean, I don't think there's any judgment towards that. I think there's a lot of couples that don't have a sexual relationship for whatever reason. And I don't think that makes couples any less of, of couples. I guess you have to also have to keep in mind that like, like sex doesn't have to be actual, just like intercourse. You know, there's lots of different ways that you can be intimate with somebody that's not just like, oh, really? I didn't know. <laughs> sex is just a man and a woman. You know what I mean? But also I... I was listening to a podcast kind of on this topic. Um, what's it called? The podcast? Oh, Girls Gotta Eat. I love it, Jane. I don't think you've listened to it, but uh, it's, it's really good. And they're, they're just talking. I don't like listening to podcasts um, like <laughs> podcasts, to be honest. Like what? I'm mad. I don't know why you listen to us. <laughs> no, this podcast, they're not really like us. They're American and they're way more, they're way funnier and just a bit more mad. But they, um, 
they had a sex therapist on and she was saying, if you're suffering with your libido, it's not actually your partner's, um, it's not their, they shouldn't be in, they shouldn't be the ones to try and give you libido or get you to yeah. want to have sex, which is, I was like, I've never thought of it that way. You need to figure that out yourself, like whether that's through like masturbation or whatever you need to do to get yourself in that sexual mindset, because it's actually not nothing to do with your partner. Which yeah. I thought, I was like, wow. Um, also, I would like to know the sexes of of this couple because it was a it was a girl that messaged in, but we don't know if if what her what the gender of her partner is. But I want to acknowledge uh, lesbian bed death, which I taught Row about today. And anyone who's ever watched the L Word will know what it is. Lesbian bed death. Yeah, it's uh, the the concept that uh, that um, once lesbians get into like their first couple of years, they have lesbian bed death, and uh, it's it's like they become so much like family because they form like really lasting like bonds. Like women tend to bond a lot more, and they become so much like family that sex is a turn off. Wow. Now, it is not a scientific thing. But I did think like it's been written about, it's a theory. But I think it's actually quite fascinating because it could also apply to uh heterosexual couples. Yeah. Like, so, so, so the idea is that you're you're kind of almost so close, it's almost like a family like relationship rather than like, sexual yeah. desire. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I think it's fascinating. And we've loads of messages in, so yeah. I just have to read a couple of them. Um, Gail says, yeah, talking is definitely best. I mean, what can't be solved from talking to someone? Let's be real. Um, they might be feeling the same way and unsure how to approach it too. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Don't bring it up in the bedroom. It would just eliminate any chance of it happening. God, that's a, yeah, definitely not great. Fair, fair. Um, one person could be content and the other one could, could be bothered. Um, so sorry, yeah, on that, there's a real, in, there's, a, there's a real clear power play in a relationship um, where usually one person has a higher sex drive than the other. And that's just literally the way it usually is. It's very rare that I'd say both partners in any relationship, um, gay or straight, like would have the exact same sex drive. Um, and immediately in that, in, that, in that power play, the person who has the lesser sex drive has the power because you're the one saying yes or no um, to everything. And it's a very interesting dynamic, I think. And it's a dynamic that's in every relationship, whether you probably ever thought about it or not, which I just think is an interesting thought. Um, Maeve says, and she's a therapist, she would know, um, do the love languages quiz um, with your partner. I haven't like, done that. She does caveat that with that Sonia part suggesting other things need to happen. Don't just rely on the love languages quiz to completely sort out your relationship. But it is very interesting because more than anything, you learn not how to show love to your partner, but how to, how to understand when they're trying to show love to you. So if you know their love language and they give you a gift and you're not a gift giver, yeah, you'll know that that's them trying to express their love to you. Which is how does one do this quiz? This is like an online quick love languages. So there's like what five or six love languages. Uh, yeah. I can't remember. Um, but it's like you're scored in different categories. So like it could be gift giver, it could be physical touch, it could be um, words of affirmation, it could be yeah. more. Um, and it's just fascinating. Wow, yeah, accurate. Maeve's gonna link it. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'll do it. I'll, I'll report back. P 
people are mad now for the love language this case. Yeah, dead right, dead right. But that would be really interesting for this person. Yeah, for this person to do. But like, yeah, obviously the first thing is talking about it. Um, but like, I can also just just to say that like, it, some people might be like a year. That's mad. But like, you can also kind of see how it could happen. Yeah. Like you know, you know, you go a week, two weeks, three weeks, and then it could, you know, it could just spiral. And like, everyone has a lot going on in their lives, like as well with stress, and especially now that like. You can see, you can just see how it would happen. So I don't want the person who wrote this question in to feel like it's like a really like insane thing. Um, no, I think it's, I think it's a lot more common than people think. Maeve said, here while we're at it, do the apology language language quiz. What's that one? I don't know that one. Oh, was that it? Does it like tell you off when you're using ap- apologetic words and emails? The way women tend to do. <laughs> what? Like, do you know, there's this, there's this plugin you can get apparently that it's like, you know, the way women oh, type yeah. in emails and you're like, sorry, just wondering. Yeah. Just wondering if I could get that from it. Yeah, that's gas. I doubt that's what May's talking about though. Sometimes I like a conscious effort to email like a man in work. Hi, I need this. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was like, will I jump in and tell you what it is? Yeah, yeah. go on. Tell us. So I don't know it like all the, do you know the way like the love languages you could lift uh, list them off really easily. So I don't know what all of them are. I just like remember mine. But um, so it's based like your apology language. So like it's it's very similar to love languages. Like you might be so Jane. If we have an argument, like if we have different apology styles, I could be kind of carrying resentment towards you for something because I feel like you haven't apologized for it or that you're not sorry. Mm-hmm. Are you just have shown it to me in a different way? So for example. I'm very much like, for me, all I need from someone is a genuine, I, look, I fucked up, I'm sorry. That's all I need, the actual words, I'm sorry and I messed up or whatever. And, and it to feel genuine, obviously. But that's all I need, where some people will be like so awkward about saying those words, but they'll go out of their way to show you how sorry they are. Or, you know, they try to make up for it in other ways. But that to me is like, don't come near me until you just get on my left. Very interesting. I want to do that after. I never even could. That never even occurred to me. I never even thought about that. Yeah. Very good. I like I mean, that. I, I guess some people just saying I'm sorry would be actually much more difficult than just like showing it in some way. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Thanks, Maeve. Where would be without Maeve? I would do it, Maeve. Save the day. I said delighted with another quiz. <laughs> <laughs> we're, all, we're all gonna have. We'll be grand for the next few weeks. Um, the quizzes. I'm so that one, I guess it's a really tough one. Like it's a very personal situation for this person, and like uh, I hate, this. I literally can't believe I'm saying this, but like if you've tried to communicate and you know you haven't progressed and you want to have a relationship with sex frequently in it, you know, of course the next step is really like going to like going to couples counselling or, or going to therapy yourself or separately, whatever. But um, unfortunately. That's probably well, have a chat first before you start going to a therapist. I think. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, we move on to the next one. Will I read it? Yeah. Da, da, da. Why don't I have these ready to go? It's not like I'm fucking on the blower with loads of people. Um, Imagine if we did this every episode and we had people tell like adding things. It'd be so much easier. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I'm in a relationship for two years. Both of us are 30 this year. Had talked about potentially moving in together in a shared house in March, but he decided it was a bit too soon and said we could talk about it again in November as my lease is up. He's signing a new lease now and mine is up in November. Should I be concerned if at the end of this year he still he still isn't sure? We'll be three years together the following March. Should I be leaving it up 
Should I be leaving it for him to bring up? Like, I hate to admit it, but the age, the age thing is worrying. The big 30. Oh, I feel for her. I am like, I relate hard to this. Uh, not, yeah, not specifically, but I do. Know, I know where she's coming from. I feel her pain so much. I know, but I'm just like, ask for what you want. Like, he's not going to bring it up. He's just not. Like, that's, that's the harsh truth. Like, you... Like at this stage, like why don't you want to talk about it? It's because you don't want to scare him off. And I know that you already know this yourself, but like you can't scare someone off by wanting to progress. Like, like it's then it just goes. It just shows that you're not compatible. No, I know. Yeah, I know that that's definitely a real fear, right? That you're you're going to scare them off. But there's also the fear, and this is something that I that I could relate to because I definitely put off. Like me and Dave have been together a very long time, ten years of September, right. and we put off every single serious conversation for years. Like, and to be fair, we met when we were young. This is a slightly different situation. With this girl, she's a bit older, but you know, I was twenty one. We met, but a huge part of that for me personally was I didn't want to know the answer necessarily, right? So like for ages, I was like thinking like, what if Dave doesn't want to have kids or something? Or what if he, you know, what if he doesn't want to move in together or whatever? Because to be fair, you just don't know. And, and, and I was actually afraid to have the com- this, a serious conversation with him about it because I was like, what if he says, no, I don't want to have kids or, you know, and fair enough. that's a, obviously some situations are a deal breaker. Moving in with somebody is, of course, probably going to be a deal breaker because you'd like to live together at some point. So there's also that element of fear, but um you've got the I guess the uh, the bonus of being the age you are like you're 30 so you're both like you know mature I you know I should hope like the rest of us but you know so like you're both probably able to come to these have like kind of adult conversations about it but yeah it is just like you have to you can't wait like he went but she said she signed a new lease a new lease now yeah and like so I wonder I wonder if they had the conversation and if he was like, yeah, let's move in together. And then he signed a lease without communicating that to her at all. Like, it's, that's kind of not really... It's a bit shady. I, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit uncool. But um, he might have also just forgotten. Mm. Like, he mightn't have been ready at the time. And that's the thing. He's totally valid to not feel ready. But it's just a lack of communication around it. Yeah. Like, just because he doesn't want to move in right now doesn't mean that it's a deal breaker. But at least you can both be on the same page. Yeah. Um, and think, well, you know, maybe in a year or whatever. Like, yeah, it's really interesting. Don't wait around. Don't wait around until, to see if he changes his mind. He's forgotten about it. He's forgotten well, about we it. We don't know. We don't know he's forgotten about it. Maybe he just isn't. Yeah, maybe he's not ready to move in. And instead of like acknowledging it, he's just he's just gone and done the lease and said, I'm not going to talk about it. We don't we don't know what his situation is. But like, yeah, you also have to remember that people communicate in such different ways he could be thinking about it all the time. Like, he could literally be like, I, I, you know, I don't know, but I just don't know how to talk about it. You know, there's... Hold, so on, hold on, Both Maeve and Michelle have loads of thoughts, but I'm inclined to let Michelle in if she wants to, because Maeve's had her day in the sun, I think. <laughs> Michelle, uh, chat. You don't have to if you don't want Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just oh, forgot how to unmute for a second there. <laughs> Hi, Michelle. Hi. Hello. Um, oh, you look like you're in a lovely wooded area, a bit of nature. Is that yeah, okay? it's just to hide my messy bedroom, to be honest. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I just I worry. Like I think guys and girls, and I know this is very stereotypical, but they just think differently about things. Yeah. And like what he's done is obviously really hurtful, but possibly just didn't even see that it was hurtful. Do you know? 
And like, I think if it was me, I'd be really hurt. And I'd be like, no, he's the least. He doesn't want to live for me. Oh my God. Like I'd spiral. Um, so I think like she needs to bring it up again, but I suppose you have to meet in the middle because if he's not ready, he's not ready. Do you know? So well, it's, it's, it's a really hard one. <laughs> like, I agree. And like, the th- that's a really good point that like he, you just don't know, like, because you know, he just, he, yeah, it's always about communication. I just find it so, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I like, that's the same with me. Like, me and Dave had so many conversations like that, and we we're like, when will we move in? It was just this, like, unspoken thing that floated in the air, because, and I was spiralling, and he just wasn't really thinking about it, do you know? Yeah. I um, kind of tricked Andrea into moving in with me. Well, like, I... <laughs> <laughs> I I had to leave my house. I like we got a knock on the door from the receiver saying your landlord hasn't owned this house in two years, but has been claiming rent. Ireland, and uh, and Andre was living with like loads of strangers in like step aside, and um, I, I I found this little house, and I was like, I have to move out of my house in two days. I have nowhere to live. Please move in with me, and she did, and uh, it surprisingly worked out. <laughs> But I, but I remember, Jane, at that time, you were like, God, it's very quick and it will be okay. You know, like you had your... Yeah, I had my reservations about it for sure. But like, we also kind of had discussed like in the next six months or so, we, we were going to move in together. Um, but like, so that's, that's definitely yeah. not how you should go about it. I can't, I'm trying to think. I mean, Dave, so we've lived together for five years now. And I think we were going out five years before we moved in, which, you know, I, I was 25 when we moved in together. And I definitely was ready to move in with him, like two years I'm like like let's just I'm hypothetically like three years ahead of Dave with every with everything right like I'm ready that much time before him and he's older than me as well just go show you the difference and I don't mean it's always the same way in men and women but it shows you that sometimes you're in the same relationship but you're on different time schedules like I'm always like so surprised when I see relationships and they're like yes we we moved in we both wanted to we got engaged we got a house I'm like how are you both at the same level at all times because we're often like ready for different things at different times uh can i let polly in if she would like to come on because yeah, she's come on, polly. in this situation oh great put things uh put, put it off because things were good and didn't want change oh interesting polly you're on the line where are you worked out so far hey polly hi yeah uh i'm oh, checking to see if if port can hear me uh <laughs> yeah we talked about moving in can you hear me yeah. yeah. We talked about moving in for like three or four years. And I was like, yeah, 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 soon, soon. But like, it was just change. I was just like, I'd, I'd like, that's a big move. And I was just like, not that I didn't want it. I was just like, let's just keep going with this because this is, this this is, is like, this is our relationship and I can deal with this and I know what's happening and I know where we are with it. And then just moving in seemed like a big deal. So, and how happen. did it feel then after you moved in? Oh, fine. Like it was just, you know, we were together, we're together nine years. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was just a change. I was just terrified. And, but he said it to me, he did bring it up and he was like, I want to move in. I want this to be something that we're going to do. And I feel like you're putting it off. And I was like, I'm just putting it off because like, it's just a big deal. Not that I didn't want to, but just, it was change, but literally just change. (laughs) That is lovely to hear because I feel like, um, yeah, you forget that. It mightn't be anything to do with I don't want to be with this person. I don't want to commit to this person. Just like I'm scared of change and I'm scared of what it might do to the relationship. Yeah. yeah. Like you care I mean, so much about what you have. But also, Polly, I'm interested in a different angle of this. So because obviously you and Porg are, are engaged, right? So 
let's talk about so obviously moving in he was ready before you would that have been the same case in, in the whole getting married thing uh was that a conversation you both decided at the same time I think it was it was just natural like it was just going to happen like we're even talking about the wedding and I'm like well I just want a party if we if we get don't get married I don't I don't mind about that <laughs> don't do the legal bit I just want a party but uh yeah I think he it, it's just changed with me and like he so he would have been having the conversation with me um about moving in and yeah about marriage it would have come up I think he wanted to like check because he was like, I'm not asking her. She's going to be like, uh, could you wait another two years? So, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Very like um, emotionally intelligent. Oh. Pardon? He sounds very emotionally intelligent that like he knew to kind of have those chats and that he sensed when something was up and oh, because he seems nice. I like him. Yeah, I think it's because I over communicate everything that I'm thinking and I've like almost made him do that now too because I mean he was the one who came to me about moving in he was like this is something I want to do and like we're going to be together so eventually it's going to have to happen so you know let's just do it but yeah it's like he knows your love language okay yeah so like communicate <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 lovely thank you for that insight I think thank you super helpful <laughs> you're welcome see I'm like the Dave always says to me he's like stop trying to plan everything like at least leave something to like mystery or let it happen I'm like I'm not the go with the flow kind of girl Dave I'm not just gonna wait to see how things happen how is it gonna pan out <laughs> like like we're both so opposite in that regard it's mental how we get on so well because literally we couldn't be further apart in terms of like I'm like not go with the flow as Jane knows I'm not a go with the flow gal I'm a Jane no nope. she's a planner <laughs> But yeah, no, I do. I also, there's something else just to add to this conversation that like, um, I do also get where she's coming from. She's like, I'm 30. And she's obviously thinking like women are on a different schedule to men. Um, it's, Which is true too. It is true. Like she's probably thinking like, look, I don't know this girl's situation, but hypothetically she could be thinking, I want to live together and then I want to get married and then I want to have a kid or whatever, whatever your, your trajectory that you have in your head may or may not be. That's something that's like, you know, that's in... A lot of women's heads as well like and you're like i'm 30 now so jesus my eggs are dying <laughs> i'm i'm more like oh my god i'm i'm 30 now like how many years can i get away with now like you know what i mean like wh- i still haven't really decided like i'm sure i want kids someday but mm. i don't want that i don't have that like i'm just like someday i will feel it i haven't yet i haven't gone there yet but that's fine that's great like what doesn't like to be fair, like, we've just had a decade for that, right? Well, I mean, we could freeze the eggs. Andrea says she's going to freeze her eggs in the next four or five years if we haven't. If you haven't. See, you're the fucking man in the situation. She's waiting for you to be like, I'm ready to have a baby. Oh, we are not in any way financially, like, able to have a baby. Especially All a baby needs is love, JJ. Maybe if you're fucking straight. Eight grand. Is it? Jesus. Yeah. And that's just for a stab at it. Excuse the pun. Jesus, man, not even work as well. God, yeah. Eight grand, is it? My Andrea knows. She knows. Sorry, I'm going to look at the comments here um, for a sec. I think for like the A-grade Swedish sperm, it's like eight to ten grand, yeah. Would you go Swedish sperm? Uh, yeah. Make a little ABBA. Gorge. Um, so, yes, some of that, that's so rough. My boyfriend's doing a master's, so he'll be ready to move out of his parents until January. Meanwhile, I'm sick of living with my parents. Oh, yeah. It's t- like it's a tough situation and they can't wait to move out. So sorry, actually I will talk about um something that I did, right? So I was probably 24, 25 
and I definitely was ready to live to move in with Dave I was like well I was working in town it, it kind of made sense in my head and he was happy out living in his apartment or whatever and he just was like I can't remember what he said but <laughs> this sounds like he's really controlling I swear he's not but he was kind of like why don't you live with your mates for a while because at this point I hadn't actually really I'd got done it like a J1 I'd lived out of home with some friends for like three months in Dublin but I hadn't really lived out of home properly so and I was like oh fuck you I'd live with my mates but I think he knew that like if we'd move in together it could be like for a long time or forever um and he was like why don't you live with your friends for a while and at the time I was like oh that's such a fucking cop-out like but whatever and actually I did the Jane I moved in with you and moved into Tulare and you know I'm so happy I did and I then I, all of a sudden I felt like I wasn't waiting for him to be ready to move in with me because I was actually happy out living with my pals and it gave me a bit of control and a bit of power as well in that I, I wasn't just like sitting at home living with my parents waiting for him to be ready to live with me yeah yeah That's you know what I mean like, well done Dave um, yeah so so I do think that um if he's literally signed a new lease now for another year you should also look at maybe like what will make you happy you're, if you're not living with him for a year um why don't you look at living somewhere yourself or living with yeah. friends or I don't know what your situation is but like I think that's um a nice option as well lovely lovely so I'm just reading through some of these here um I'm gonna find the next one while you're doing that Polly teaches your ways <laughs> fear of change is normal yeah Michelle I think it's very cool a day so I want to see that I want to fear of change normal yeah 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 very good very good very good very good yeah no, it's an interesting one, but I just think it's, 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 it's also, again, normal. Again, I think we all see on Instagram or whatever, all these milestones that relationships go through. And it looks like it's all so easy for our relationships, but every relationship has their own. It, like, it's never as easy as it seems, guys, is what I'll say. Um, speaking of relationships, another yeah. one is, well, I mean, kind of. Um, he's out of a five-year relationship uh, for over a year now and started dating again but no girl wants to take things slow. Any idea how to make things go slower without sounding like an asshole? Women, am I right? They all want the ring. What's the problem? The problem is, is that she's doing casual dating. She's been in a long-term relationship for like five years. No girl wants to go slow. So yeah, so I guess they're she like, is wants to casually date. Or they're like, I'm chill, I'm so chill going slow. And then they're like, yeah. They're in the, the yeah. Looking up engagement rings and I'm fucking Essie in the background. <laughs> Look, I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say about this, except, um, I mean, what is slow? I mean, like, what, like, I mean, if I know lesbians, and I think I do, it's not possible. Really? <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, do you know the joke, the, what does a lesbian bring to a second date? A U-Haul. Oh, gosh. No, I agree though, but I, 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 think, I think women are more naturally inclined to want to move faster in relationships. I hate to say it, but it's absolutely like from my experience and friends' experience, it seems to be true. So two women, I don't know. I don't know, but like then also like they might have different kind of expectations and different kind of parameters around what is slow. Like, like, like what is slow to you? I'd like to know what is slow to her. Like, is it like they're texting back and forth quite a bit? Is that too much for her? Is it more like one date and then see you next month? Like, I, I want to know what slow is. You want to know more. Um, I would like to know more, but I would say just set your own pace um, and communicate that. Don't push anyone into anything. Like, if you have to, like, 
if you have to force somebody to like go out with you or move in with you or whatever, it's, I mean, that's not the right thing to do. Like you both have to. You know what though? I also can remember what it was like to be on the receiving end of someone who wants to take it slow and it's fucking Henrik. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. I was like, oh, you're breaking up with me. Grant, bye. (laughs) So, so, like, do you want to text less? Like what? For me, it was either like, like, what does that mean? So we're broken up. Like what's the in between? Yeah, um, I've got a very specific one here, but I don't know, and I don't know the answer to this because I mean, this is this is one for the. Why don't we open it to the floor? Well, I've got one here, but yeah, it's someone who wants to know. They've got a wedding in February two thousand twenty-one with two hundred guests, and should they cancel it or not? <laughs> I don't know. Ask. Who should they ask? Um, Maves also an event manager. Actually, would you believe? <laughs> Polly said no. Polly, you don't think cancel it? Ask the hotel. Yeah, fair. Like, I know a few people I know are getting married, big-ish weddings, in, in like August, September, cancel theirs to next year. Because, Sorry. Uh, I mean, to be honest, you're, um, what's Tony Holohan? How do you say a second name? Holohan. Holohan. I feel like everyone who says it can't say it. But he was asked at the briefing last night, like, what are people meant to do about weddings? And he wasn't able to give an answer. Um, I think he just said, like, we don't know yet. So you have to just kind of make your own decision on it, which is so shit. I think it's important to also consider where people are coming from. Like I have a friend who's getting married in December and most of her guests are coming from the U S so that's a huge factor. So if it's like a wedding where it's mostly Irish people and it's in Ireland, you might be all right. If it's a wedding where people are going to be flying from all over the place. Sally said, my surname is Houlihan and I stumble over his name. <laughs> why, does, <laughs> why does everyone, it's the whole, it's the O's. Hola, 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 hola. Hola. Well, um, yeah, if it's February 2021, I'm trying to think what I would do. I'd probably be like, ah, that'd be grand, but I'm kind of the optimist in the situation. I'm still thinking like, sure, I'll be calling me holiday in September, right? No, no. <laughs> no not abroad, I know, but like, you know. Do you have any more questions? Yeah, I think I do. Hold on. Oh, this is a good one. This is our last one because we've been actually on for a while and I want to give people back their lives in their evening. I've been um, on the same Aperol since we started and it's gone straight to my head. We're locked over there. Yeah. Um, do you think as we get older, we're becoming more antisocial? And she's secretly loving the quarantine because of no guilt. I don't think we're becoming antisocial as we get older, but I think we are better at saying no to things we don't want to do. Great response, Jane. Yeah. Uh, like, like, remember, ah, fucking go, getting loose. <laughs> I want to tell you how I really feel. Um, no, I think that we. Uh, have this like especially as Irish people we have this like mad guilt mixed with FOMO totally that we feel like we have to go to everything um and that if we don't if you don't go somewhere that you don't want to go to you then have guilt and FOMO about not going to it and it's ridiculous but I think as you get older you kind of are a bit less like you don't give a fuck in the same what we were talking about about how when you get older you kind of start to have like a closer friend group and, and people that you actually want in your life you have in your life and uh yeah, I mean, I think it's the same thing. It's like you have a closer circle of friends, but we used to go to all manner of shite when we were like 19. The opening of an envelope. But also, my cousin's 18. It's like, I mean. Oh. But I, I, yeah, I suffer quite badly with FOMO. Um, I think I'm just, uh, my personality is that I'm quite affected by, um, as my therapist will tell me, I'm very affected by external factors. So what other people are doing rather than like what I genuinely want. Here's my me bearing my soul here, guys. But um, definitely since lockdown, I've had this like calm. Because yeah. I'm like, 
no one's doing anything. Now, to be fair, even I do get a certain level, I'm like, look at that fucker in their garden with their glass of rosé. And I'm like, oh, looking up houses, like panicked. But um, yeah, I do think there's an element of, yeah, as Jane said, it's not that we're coming antisocial. We're just like, we know what we want to do. I know how I want to spend my weekend now. Um, and I'm doing that. So not right now. I mean, in general. As I said before, uh, I think I said it in another, in another episode, but I'm starting to get like, I'm starting to get into the same patterns I was before of like being really stressed um, about having to meet everyone and do everything except now it's about phone calls. Mm. I get really stressed about it. Yeah, you get overwhelmed. Well, it's not that like, I'm, I find um, Zoom exhausting. Yeah. It can be lovely and it's a great way to connect with people. But like, you know, I'm still working and I'm very lucky that I'm still working, but eight hours a day, I'm, I'm on a, I'm on a camera and then I do therapy over Zoom now. Eight hours a day you're on a camera? Well, like in work, like I'm calling people all day, like. Are you? Oh, Jesus. That's tough. At least, at least three to four hours of my day are phone calls. (laughs) Fuck off. Really? Well, yeah, just like trying to brainstorm shit and stuff. Yeah. Oh, no. uh, Yeah. I'm not. Thank God. That's hard. Yeah. Um, And and then therapy over Zoom um, and then social things over Zoom. It's an awful lot. It's an awful lot. And uh, I'm starting to like get panicked about like, oh, I, I told this person that I was going to do a Zoom quiz. And I told this person that I was going to do this. And I told this person. And it's so funny. It's like the brain, once you have those neuro pathways formed, yeah, there. Uh, they will adapt to whatever situation you're in. So I'm going to try and start, or I have started trying to break out of that. I even had Jane, like the exact way that we would say like, oh, I, I kind of don't want to go to that event, but I have to, I'm getting that with Zoom. So like, there was a Zoom happening that I didn't want to go to. And I was like, oh God, and they're on WhatsApp and they can see I viewed the message to say they're on Zoom now. And they, they know I've seen the message and I have to come up with an excuse as to why I don't want to join the Zoom. And like, I just didn't want to go on Zoom. And instead of me saying, hey guys, can't make Zoom, don't want to do it or whatever. I just was like, oh God, will I do it? And I, I, I you know, I was all trying to come with mad excuses and I was like panicked. And then I, I made up, I said, look, I can't go or whatever. And I just said, I, didn't, I wasn't up for whatever. And then I had the FOMO for the Zoom. So it was literally the exact same pattern as if yeah. I was going on night out. It's a bigger issue there, Ro. Watching, what's that issue? Tell me. I don't know. You need to be doing your Zoom therapy. <laughs> no, I told you I was, oh God, I was going to a therapist not too long ago and he was mad. He was mad. That is. <laughs> no, I just didn't have a story. No, I know, I know. Therapy's great. This was just a guy who was shit. Great. On horse. Sorry, I'm reading the messages here. Uh, I feel like people are full-blown having chats in the yeah, message. Yeah, so we're shitting on. And you, do, you, do you want us to leave, lads, or...? Get a room. <laughs> okay, May, back to the wedding thing. Middle of March, people were rearranging their May's wed- May weddings for August, and that's a huge regret now, considering what we know. The question is, if there's no vaccine by Feb, there will be vaccine by Feb, won't there? And you can still have 102, would you be happy with that? If not, consider your rearranging options. Consider options regardless. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I feel like, oh, we just don't know. Um... Sorry, that's the wedding one. Sorry, I'm <laughs> burping and reading. So sad. I don't know because I really feel for the people who don't know what to do. But that, like, it's a big, it's a, it's a your wedding, like, it's a big fucking deal. Um, uh, we have uh, Michelle says I have guilt now of not doing enough when I could with the people. I was just watching Netflix, but blah, 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 blah. 
Um, yeah, I mean, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I just realised that I read it in my head and never read it out loud. You went, you went, you went, Sorry, um, I have guilt now of not doing of not doing enough when I could with people. I was just watching Netflix and Netflix with haha, but not crazy guilt. Like more appreciation. I'm planning now to do more things when we can again, just like museums. Never blah blah blah. That's all. So like, I, I started getting anxiety about when well, you know all the lockdown restrictions are being announced. Yeah. And like, look, I, I'm an anxious person. I'm sure you all realize that from listening to the podcast. We're not like fucking the absolute chill girls. But um, I started getting like anxiety <laughs> about like, okay, so I can see this room. When should I plan this? How will I plan this? So we get this. And I was all getting all this anxious about plans and who will I see and when can I see them? And I was like, oh my God. Literally. After lockdown. As all the restrictions are being eased, I was just imagining my life and how plans are going to start, how I'm going to start meeting people again. And it just gave me anxiety. I was just like, this simple way of being is suiting me because I, I can't do anything. Can I just say, uh, last week I was talking to Ro about this thing I have. And if you're my friend, you'll know it from me. Uh, I get ex- like extreme anxiety from WhatsApp and having texts or emails or anything I haven't replied to. Like extreme anxiety. Um, I have to reply to all of my messages. I don't know if it's a compulsion or if it's like a thing to the point where like I absolutely get overwhelmed and my phone's blowing up and I just freak out and I'm there all night hunched over replying to everyone. And I'm like, Oh God, now I'm in five conversations and I just have to keep replying. It's insane. Uh, I was trying to explain it to Ro. Ro didn't really get it. No, I got it. I got it. Oh, I you got it. You feel it. experience it. Yeah. yeah. And then literally the next day, Ro's like, I've experienced it. Your phone blew up after Leo made a speech about the phases. But it was phone blowing up with the news of like lockdown restrictions easing and dates. And then I was, that was going into my brain and I was trying to then figure out my own plans. And it was like this weird amalgamation of so many dates and plans and, and anxieties. And then I was like, and, my, and all the WhatsApp groups. And I was like, Jane, if this is what you feel with all your WhatsApps and everything coming through, I'm so sorry. I don't understand. <laughs> it was horrible. It was horrible. Um, it's so funny. So Clodagh says, it's true. You even have to round conversations off with a goodbye when you're done rather than just stop texting back. Very funny. Me and Ro. So that, that's how I think, Clodagh. I agree with you. Me and Ro had a, uh, a respectful debate about the proper way to, um, not the proper way, but how we feel and our styles of ending conversations. So Ro was saying that, like, I would very much like, I might get into like, like a, if I get an idea for the podcast or something, I'll message Ro, a couple of messages back and forth. And then I'll say, okay, I'm going out for a walk now. Meaning I'm putting my phone down. I feel like I have to say that. Otherwise I feel really bad. I would hate for people to think that I just stop texting them back. And then I, I get, I get freaks. So I'm like, oh my God, if I just don't reply right now, I'm going to forget to reply. They're going to think that I just ignored them and I'm never going to reply to them ever again. They're going to be mad. A whole thing. Ro, you sell your side. So yeah, I guess I look at like, okay, first of all to say that like I do always, like often in conversations with, okay, right, talk to you later, bye. Like that, that, that can naturally be the end of a conversation when you're sending a voice message. I fully get that. But I guess where I was coming from with Jane was that I was like, you don't have to, because me and Jane are talking every day about podcast stuff or whatever, that by her saying, that's going real deep into it, but by you saying, 
okay, bye, I'm going now. I felt like it was like shut down a conversation that like you could just reply tomorrow and I wouldn't have minded, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was, it, I think it was the, it was the, it wasn't just like a natural roll of okay, bye. It was like, okay, I'm going now, goodbye. And it was like, phone down, you know what I mean? It's, I just find it very interesting because it's like yeah. the exact thing that I, I, I'm trying to avoid in like okay. a new conversation is what it caused. I just think it's very interesting styles of communication. Yeah. It's really interesting because you thought it'd be rude to say, I, to, to just let, leave me hanging. Yeah. Whereas I almost thought, not rude is too extreme. I don't think it's rude, but I definitely, yeah, it was almost like a, when it's so pointedly, okay, goodbye, I'm ending the conversation. I was like, oh, I find that rude than if you just replied in 24 hours. Do you know what I mean? It's so mad. It's fascinating. Off on the time. So who, who does what here? Give us a chat. Maeve says she's the Rose style. Oh, Louise Jane style. You see? Uh, but see I'm talking to people all day long on WhatsApp if someone takes 12 hours 24 hours to get back to me and it's not urgent I don't mind I don't even notice couple couple Jane style definite two oh Rose style, <laughs> Rose style. I'm getting more Rose styles woohoo <laughs> you know what though it also kind of depends who you're talking to like yeah I mean okay. Rose style is completely fine as like very good friends but just row 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 coming over Jane Okay, whatever. I just have this fucking weird, like, compulsion. Yeah, Michelle made a good point. Row with my co- close pals because it's, it's, there's of course people you're talking to and on, on, on level it's like, okay, great chatting to you, but, you know, that of course happens as well. But, um, but Jane, yeah, it's grand. Don't worry about it. You, you're learning. Thanks. Thanks. I'm trying. I'm really trying. Right. <laughs> I'm I'm trying so hard not to do the thing that we always do. Okay, well we've been trying on there for ages, but I just did it. I know. I we have though, to be fair. Um, thanks a million, guys. Mm. We do it again. That was fun. I really loved how chatty you all were in the comments. That was lovely. It, like really warmed my heart. That's the line. <laughs> yeah, it is the line. Right. Well, I'm always surprised. I presume people lo- stop listening the minute you say that. But then I always come out with some golden nuggets after that point in the podcast. Oh, uh, don't get me fucking started. Every time I say, right, that's it. Rose, like, actually, can I just bring up a point now from 20 minutes ago? Like I just did right now. Yeah, you just did it. You just did it. I'm trying to wrap up there. And Jesus, especially when we have a guest on and then Ro gets them going again. I'm like, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> Over an hour here now. It's true, it's true. Yeah. I love the guests. Guys, thanks very much. You're all legends. And thanks for being having a chat. We'll do it again in a few weeks. Yeah, that was good crack. I like that. I like this format. The Agony Ant is great. I think we'll do that again. Yeah, that was nice. I hope this spurs on more people to, to get in touch because it's also, it was also nice getting everyone's opinion on things. Jane, how can I make a little podcast gang? Could I add... Like, how could we get this group into a group where they could talk to each other? A WhatsApp group? But then I'd fucking freak. You die, so no. I don't oh, know. We have, can make an Instagram group. Really? Yeah, like an Instagram like group message. Plus we'll just do that with the list, the close friends list. Well, no. I mean, anyone who wants to join in on the on the chat, um, send uh just message us on Instagram and we'll add you to it. Because there could be people who are patrons that like don't want to hear from strangers all the time. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to be in on this on an Instagram group of like-minded gals trying to make some pals in the world, then yeah. let us know and we will add you all to it and you can all chat and then you can even Oh you're all so cute. Look, everyone's so happy about it. Lovely. Great suggestion. Okay, let us know. Send us a DM after this. We'll and we'll... Do it now. 
work in a group. Thanks a million, guys, and thanks for um, giving us five euro every month. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, and actually, geez, final thing. Thank you so much because everyone who everyone who was a patron last month basically um, made it possible for us to give 500 quid to a really amazing cancer support charity. So that was incredible. So that's so lovely. So thank you all very much. Yeah. Thanks a million, guys. You're all legends. Lovely. Yeah. Okay, bye. Enjoy bye. the bye. I'm trying to wave. Hold on. You can't see everybody. Bye. <laughs> bye.